Today, I am trying to accept that I will not screw this up. Now, what do I mean by that? I have a tendency of saying, ah, uh, the doctor, I, I figured I've got to sew my son's um, uh, knapsack. He has a little tear in it and I've got to fix it. And my vision is still so messed up. And I am using these, what are they called? Restasis drops. And I am going through like a tube <laughs> every, every 30 minutes. So my eyes are so dry that I don't know if I can sit here and chat with you without, you know, it's like, it's like having sex without lubrication. It's just miserable. And we don't want that now, do we? Okay. So here we go. Oh, oh, much better. Oh my goodness. And I'm thinking, I don't know if I'm going to be able to thread the needle. I don't think I can thread the needle because I can't see. So I get up this morning. My husband, you know, is off going to work. My son does his thing and I do my exercises. The exercises are so simple, but yet they are so hard. Oh my goodness. I mean, tears were pouring up a little bit because there was a part of me going, I'm not going to get, this is, this is just horrible. I'm not going to, I'm, this is ridiculous. I can't, I can't squeeze and remember to push my heels in. Then I got to blow into the balloon and then, you know, reach up and then, oh shoot, I forgot to, 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 to push my pelvis in and, oh Lord, I got to do this. And I'm just not that coordinated. It's very difficult for me, but I'm trying. And then there was that part of me, cause you know, I got a good little girl and a bad little girl on each shoulder there. And, you know, I'm trying to, trying to just convince myself because part of this illness is a, the mentality of you, of getting better, okay? At least that's what I think. And so there's a part of me going, I'm not going to get any better if I don't do these exercises, so I need to do them. So I get to the turtle exercises, and those are the ones where you stand up against the wall, you put a, a, a book, I don't understand why this, but you put a book, then you walk away from the width of the book from the wall, and you stand up, and you push forward. She simplified them because I've already screwed up doing them the way she originally asked me to do them. But you stand up and you reach forward and you look ahead. And now mine are, as I breathe in, when I go to breathe out, I reach forward. I tuck my chin in while looking forward and squeeze the ball mainly with my left leg because my left leg is my weaker side. And that's the way it is for a lot of us. Because like I said, you've got your diaphragm being pushed down by your heart. And if you're as big hearted as you want to think you are, oh, it's such a heavy heart. And so you've got that. Then you've got the serratus muscle and, I, and, and it all affects your breathing. And I don't know about y'all, but for me, I fall on my weaker side. I broke my hip on my weaker side. I tend to have more incidences on my weaker side, which is my left side. So trying to do these exercises, I keep messing my neck up because I can't, I can't get coordinated. So reluctantly today, I went ahead and said, okay, 
my neck's bothering me. I just did my exercises. And I'm only doing like the ones where you put your knees against, or your, your knees, your feet against the wall and squeeze your knees and all. I can do that one like through a song. But the others I can only do like four or five times because I'm not supposed to overdo it. And I have a tendency of overdoing it. So I'm really trying to follow orders this time and listen to my body. So as I finish with the exercises, my neck starts kind of tensing and it's starting to hurt a little bit. So I went ahead and put on my surgical neck collar. Did I want to? No. Am I going to bedazzle it because it seems to be part of my life forever? I think so. I want to make sure that I'm up when my husband comes home from work and that I can help him with things around the house. At least walk around while he does them, right? So I've got the neck collar on because what's happening is these exercises are training my body to go back into proper posture. But my body wants to go back to the way it's most comfortable which is highly uncomfortable. It's kind of ironic when you think about it. But after I did my exercises, my husband left, I went ahead and broke down hard on my QL, my quadratus lumborum, and I, the ball's not working anymore, not sitting on a tennis ball, so I broke out the cane. And it's that cane that has a little ball on it. And I just went ahead and pushed into that muscle because it was so bound up from doing those exercises and from walking around a little bit this morning. And I actually broke into a sweat or broke out. I broke in, broke out. You break out with herpes, you break into a sweat. I don't know, what do you do? Well, I started sweating profusely and it was just from pushing in that muscle. So I did that a few times and then I worked on my piriformis on the right side because I know that it's overworked because my left side is underworked and I was releasing the wrong side. It's so funny how our body works, but you have to, I don't know, I guess train your body for us to get back into proper position and it's fighting us and we've got to fight back and a lot of this illness there's a mentality to it it truly is how you look at it and I try to look at things with humor I try to laugh things off and I try to to get through but it doesn't mean it always works 100% and a lot of times it has to do with people that you surround yourself with and I always say water seeks its own level and you know when you are reading a bunch of posts on Facebook you know sometimes you can read them and you're like whoa I am so glad I'm not that bad off or you can be like oh I feel even worse. You know, there's just different ways that you can look at it. And I have this one friend. She got hurt probably 30 years ago, had an accident, knocked her pelvis out. She hadn't had a subluxation, nary a one since. Uh, she has, you know, the female problems and things like that. 
But every time I talk to her, it's always, I'm so tired. I would talk to you, and I'm sorry we haven't had a chance to catch up, but at night I'm so tired. And I, I must lie down because I'm so tired. Well, I wish I was so tired. I wish I just was tired. And it gets kind of hard. <laughs> you get tired of hearing, I'm tired. But I, I understand, and I want to be there for her, but it's hard <laughs> when somebody doesn't seem to want to improve themselves. You know, there are people that will ask, how do you deal with the pain, or how, how do you manage this? And then you'll tell them, and then they have all these reasons as to why they can't do that, or they never take the advice there there are some people that just want to be able to complain and they're not going to do the legwork that we need to do to get better with this illness and and that's why i say a lot of this is your mentality and how you decide to manage this illness why because when something bad happens, it's like this morning. My son wasn't feeling so well. And I'm like, is it the pots? <laughs> That's just how, is it the pots, son? And he's like, well, it's no more than usual for his mom. And he's like, well, do you think we need to go to the doctor? And I said, son, we need to learn to manage this on our, on our own. Because sadly, the doctors are not our friends when it comes to this at this point in time. We need to learn to manage. And we need to learn to take care of our own bodies. And that's frustrating. And that's very sad. And when you surround yourself with people that have this illness that don't have that same mentality, it's kind of hard to work yourself out of that rabbit hole. And how you look at things, you know, it's truly half empty, half full, things like that really plays heavy on how we manage and cope because right now I am battling I got good Christy on one shoulder bad Christy on the other shoulder and I am battling I am feeling a little good what can I do to screw it up because I always say, I'm going to listen. I'm going to follow doctor's orders, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm down scrubbing the toilet. It never fails. Well, right now, my husband's job has picked up quite a bit. He wanted me to get somebody in to clean the house. My son has offered to help do his part. But really, we need a thorough cleaning. And I'll share this with you so you, maybe you won't feel so bad. Or, or maybe you'll be like, oh my God, Christy, you have major issues. <laughs> but the last time my house was... Now, my husband has done stuff. But the last time it had the Christy seal of approval when I was down on my knees scrubbing the baseboards, which was something I did quite frequently, was January 20th. 2021 I went down cleaning and I thought it was the chemicals I thought maybe I had mixed chemicals and messed my breath up and then from that point on I lost 23 pounds I wasn't able to breathe I lost my ability to talk and then I lost my ability to walk 
and it just went down from there. So my husband did all he could and he kept up with everything. Now it's at the point that we need to do yard work. We need to do in-house work. There's, you know, some painting that needs to be done. You know, there's, there's dust in places there shouldn't be dust. And I have to accept that I am feeling a little bit better, but not enough to get up and scrub my tub. Not enough to get up and clean. We've got these wood doors that have little panels in them, and I usually dust them every few days. They have not been dusted in quite a while. It's driving me nuts. The weeds in between the fence that we took down outside. Our neighbors, now, I'm sorry, they could have done a little bit taking, you know, they just kind of took for granted that there was a privacy fence and a chain link fence, and they said they couldn't get in between but I wouldn't have allowed that on my side of the yard had it been me. They could have chopped some of that stuff back. But now we're trying to take it upon ourselves to go in and pull out these weeds that have turned into trees. And I can't do anything because I'll pop out a rib. So I have to sit back and, and wait for these things to happen. And I can't do them any. I, I, just, I can't do them. And it's frustrating to have to wait for other people and then you talk about the financial part of it and and paying somebody else to do this now what i'm hoping is that you know i think it's best like my husband's like i just want somebody to come in here and just like thoroughly clean christy like do like you would and and get all the windows done and everything and then we can start from there he said because this is just this is all overwhelming this is a big learning experience and it really is I now have to learn how to live life not being able to do things the way I did. And then I have to be able to accept them not being done exactly how I want them done. It is all a big mental process. And, you know, rather than sit there and ask people to lend me you know, there's one person I always post, oh, no, I'm spoonless today. Lend me your spoons or, or whatever. You know, I can't look at it like that. I need to learn how to not run out. I need to learn how to navigate this new body. I need more than acceptance. I need, a, I probably need a big kick in the pants is what I need. But I need to not be upset because things aren't exactly how I want them. I need to accept and appreciate the little things. And I need to start setting aside money <laughs> every week to prepare for the people that I'm going to have to pay to have come in and help me. It's just as simple as that. And if you are always sitting there thinking, I'm so tired, I can't do this, I can't do that. But this person just came back from a beach excursion, just came back from a trip visiting friends, goes to work, goes for hikes, 
and I, you know I'm hoping I can just get from point A to point B without screwing something up she doesn't in my opinion appreciate where she is not because there are so many people that are so much worse than me there are so many people so much worse than her and she hasn't subluxed anything in 30 years if she she's tired that's that's it she's tired and I understand about being tired and I'm telling you I don't know if this bromide thing is doing it or is the ability to work on my breathing I don't you know I don't know but this little bromide pill I told my husband I said you have to be noticing a difference don't you and he said what do you mean I said two weeks ago I could not get up to help get my son off to school I was going right back to bed and I was convincing myself it was because I was depressed because I was overwhelmed I wasn't getting anything done and it was all on me but I honestly think it was something in my body and this pyrodoxygmine bromide thing is honestly making a difference. I'm not as full when I eat anymore. I am getting a little bit of an appetite back. I'm actually getting things accomplished. My brain fog is truly lifting a little bit. I'm still ditzy as I'll get out. I still am diddy bopping here and diddy bopping there and of course, I can plan out my husband's day when he gets home from work going, well, yeah, because he, he brings up wanting to clear out this weeded area, so I'm planning it already, and just me planning it overwhelms him, and so I just need to take a step back and need to regroup and realize that, you know, not everybody works at your pace or works at the pace you used to, and except... <laughs> that things will happen and hopefully sooner than later but still but I do know how bad the fatigue was for me well there was so many other things with it and I do feel by working on the pain with my postural therapy and by being able to eat and by being able to actually sleep and get up and keep a regular schedule has a lot to do with my mental state and how I am improving with this illness at this point. Now, is it as fast as I want it to be? Hell no. And is it hard for me every day to accept that it's not getting better just like that oh yes indeedy but I'm managing and I think a lot of it has to do with how we look at this illness mentally now when I was outside with my husband and he was showing me the fence panels that he took down and I was walking I was walking so gingerly. I was barely, I mean, just watching every step. He's like, Christy, why are you walking like that? I'm like, because I know what one misstep can do to me. 
I don't care what I look like. I don't care if people think I'm being too uh, cautious. But I don't want a setback. And at this point in time, I am determined not to be the one that sets me back. Like I said, the last time I did any thorough cleaning was January 2021. In June of that year. No. Yeah, no, it was June of 2022 when I thought I was a little bit better. I thought I could take the truck to the dump and clean it out because my husband hadn't had a chance to do it. I crawled back up the hill when I got home and I set myself back. And it was miserable. So, as sad as it is to admit, it seems as long as it takes for us to get a diagnosis, it seems like it's that long for us to get better. Now I gotta re relubricate. Hold on. Let <laughs> me get a tube of the restasis and re-wet those eyes. Why? Because they get so bad and dry that it hurts. So I have to stay ahead of the game. I am trying. This is the new improved Christie. I am trying. And we were kidding around saying, okay, we'll make an AWOL zebra app. And it'll it'll go off and remind me, am I standing properly? Did I breathe? Did I put my eye drops in? So that way I'll have one little app that'll remind me of everything that I can't remember to do. And I'll tell you one thing. I was taking a shower. And when I was drying off, I realized my pelvis was was pushing forward and my lower stomach was pushing out. So I had to catch myself. And the thing is, is we don't catch ourselves before it causes damage. It's like we go beyond before we feel the pain kind of thing, right? And so just as I realized my pelvis was going forward and I was drying off, I had to regroup, reposition my feet, find my balance, and I had to pull my pelvis in. So imagine what it's like when I'm doing a simple task like the laundry or walking, carrying groceries. I'm not in proper posture and I'm just setting myself back and making myself worse. If I can't dry off in the tub without getting out of proper posture, I have no business doing a bunch of other activities. Now, I say all this because, sadly, like I said, as long as it took for me to get a diagnosis, I don't expect it to be 15 years before I get better. But I owe it to my family to get better as quickly as I can. But when I get better, am I going to be sitting there scrubbing the tub? Am I going to be down on my knees doing the baseboards? Probably not. Am I going to be out sweeping the gutter in front of the house? It's doubtful. Pulling weeds, cutting the grass? Probably not again. But will I be able to order groceries and go pick them up and then help put them up when they get in the house? Will I be able to fold the laundry if my family brings it to me? Will I be able to, you know, manage somebody 
you know, coming in and, and seeing if they'll help dust a little bit, something like that? Yes. And will I be able to sit down and have dinner with my family instead of them bringing it to me in bed? You darn tootin'. And the reason it's going to happen is because I am going to follow the orders. I am going to do these exercises. I am going to do everything I can to avoid me causing any setbacks. So that's kind of the message for today. Where do you find yourself mentally in this illness? You know, where are you? Are you down that rabbit hole? Do you not see any way out? Is there anything that you can do? Are there any unnecessary things you're putting on yourself? Because I realized I was putting a lot of things on me that nobody else cared about but me. And when I was able to let go of some of those things, I've been able to... I accomplished things before they were overdue. I took care of, of our insurance. You know, I've been, you know, getting groceries. I've been accomplishing things since I took a step back and looked at the overall, look, there's the laundry. It's just a rug. I know I can't really do much, but I know there's a load I got to put in the dryer and that's where my family will come in. It's a man. It's a it's a thing of of I guess managing the reality of what we can do. So if you are at the point that you are so lost, is it because of unnecessary things you're putting on yourself? Are there some things maybe you can let go? Because I'm telling you, it's it's real difficult to admit that these little bitty exercises are so hard for me to do. But I'm going to keep doing them. It's difficult to walk by a dirty toilet. But I've been able to. It's difficult to see dust floating by. But I'm learning to accept. Because now that I realize that getting better is going to be day by day and it takes me being behind myself 150%, those things aren't as important to me. And knowing that my son will clean that toilet is good enough for me. It is knowing that I might get somebody in to take care of the weeds or I can get somebody in to take care of the painting. You know, I now feel like there is a light at the end of the tunnel. It is a very long tunnel. Very, very long. But I feel hopeful. And that's where I want you to be. And I did... I'm excited about this because as soon as my swelling goes down a little bit and I'm a little bit better, I hope to take a picture because I can show the comparison. I mean, I can tell you how I feel pain-wise 
getting rid of the fascial adhesions and things like that. But I started working on the aesthetic part just because, well, why not? And I, I just wanted to see. And I want to be able to take like a before and after picture. And I can't wait because there is a difference. My nose is thinner. My bosoms, oh gosh. I'm telling you, they look like a tick that wanted to be popped. And now they're just, they're perky and young and looking good. <laughs> Not the rest of me, but they are. So I'm really excited. And what makes me feel so good is that I did a post and a woman responded. And she said that she has had all these surgeries. She's done all these things. And that thanks to finding out about her fascia, she started working and getting rid of some adhesions and finally started getting some relief. And another woman told me that her daughter, she, she's like nine years old and she's doing cheering and she's got this illness and she's in misery. And when she found out about working on her fascia, she started doing it with her daughter and her nine-year-old daughter told me I love it. I'm starting to feel relief. That made me feel absolutely wonderful. Now, I haven't done anything major. All I've done is just say, hey, have you thought about your fascia being part of your problem? And you're the one who chose to listen. You're the one that chose to make a difference. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for helping me get better. Because knowing that all I've been doing is, is not for naught means the world to me. Like I said, this podcast is my medication. So I hope sharing with you that my house isn't the cleanest. My yard needs work. Little things like that. Maybe you won't be so hard on yourselves. Selves, self, you. <laughs> because you're not going to get better if you just focus on the negative. Realize you're not alone. It will get done. But you need to get yourself better first. So whether that's through physio, whether that's through massage, however you need to do it, get yourself better first and then take care of your surroundings. Admit what you cannot do and just go with it. I do really appreciate you being here with me each and every day. I look forward to tomorrow. Who knows? I might be a blubbering idiot. I'll, I've got a few more hours in this day. I'm sure I could screw something up. So stay tuned. You never know. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Thank you so much for being here. Have a lovely day.